0: Our gospel lesson for this morning is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23 from the message titled, A Harvest Story. At about the same time, Jesus left the house and sat on the beach. In no time at all, a crowd gathered along the shoreline, forcing him into a boat. Using the boat as a pulpit, he addressed his congregation, telling stories. What do you make of this? A farmer planted seed. As he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the road and birds ate it. Some fell in the gravel, it sprouted quickly but didn't put down roots, so when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds as it came up, it was strangled by the weeds. Some fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. Are you listening to this, really listening? Study the story of the farmer planting seed. When anyone hears news of the kingdom and doesn't take it in, it remains just on the surface. So the evil one comes along and plucks it right out of that person's heart. This is the seed the farmer scatters on the road. The seed cast in the gravel, this is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But there is no soil of character. And so when the motions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news, but the weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard and nothing comes of it. The seed cast on the good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and then produces the harvest beyond his wildest dreams. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You pray with me, please. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us this beautiful morning. We hear the birds, see the sunshine, and also your beautiful creations and are so thankful for everything that you provide for us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather in your name this morning. Please open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to receiving your loving word, and please help people see through me to you. In your glorious name we pray, amen. Good morning. First of all, I would like to thank Pastor Stein for providing me with the opportunity to present the word this morning. It's quite an honor. During lay servant training, they say you always need to have a sermon in your back pocket, ready to go on a moment's notice in case you're called to deliver one with little advance notice. Thankfully for both you and me, Pastor Stein gave me a month's advance notice on this one so I had properly time to prepare. Added thanks are due to both Melanie and Adrian in the office for putting up with someone like me who is a Bit on the anal side, in getting everything ready for today's service. Both were really terrific, especially with my 1,922 changes. If I were them, I would be praying for Pastor Clark's speedy return. I would also like to give special recognition to Dr. Kenneth Chalker, senior pastor of University Circle United Methodist Church, also known as Church in the Circle. I was introduced to Dr. Chalker when taking some advanced lay servant training through the district in how to properly prepare and deliver a sermon. What's great about the training is a variety of ministers conduct it, so you learn some good tips and ideas from all. However, while all were great, I found Dr. Chalker the most inspirational when he shared that it's more than just nailing the theology for the week. That is, he sees a key responsibility is taking the gospel that's over here and connecting it with what's happening in the world over here and vice versa. And Dr. Chalker said that without that connection, he feels you've missed an opportunity to make the lesson more meaningful and understandable to today's congregation. So in that spirit, that's what I'll be trying to do. I love today's gospel lesson as to me it's pretty easy to understand. That's one reason why I chose to read it from the message is I think the contemporary language used in it is more understandable in today's times. I admit to also reading it in Anastasia and Zach's children's Bibles too just to be sure I didn't miss anything. I admit I sometimes look to their Bibles first as I can usually easily understand what's trying to be said. I don't know about you, but I need simple. What I love about this story is you get four different scenarios about planting a seed with four differing outcomes. All four are pretty easy to understand, so to me, it makes the message that much more meaningful. The planting of the seeds is a great analogy for how God wants us to work. How do you cast your seeds in spreading the love of God? I think we all probably know someone we could use as a person for all four examples. We might see ourselves in a variety of those spots, too. Personally, I think many people today are like the first example. That is, the farmer who scatters their seeds on the side of the road. They are so focused on themselves that it doesn't take much for them to move away from God. And the further you are away from God, the worse choices you can make. But we all likely know what I call the rah-rah people, too. That is, they're with you when the good times are rolling, but not so much when the going gets hard. Well, it's easy to be a believer when things are going well in your life, but what about when some major difficulty pops up? And we all have them. My difficulty or difficulties are likely different from yours and yours from mine, but we all have them. It's part of life. So do you stick with God during those tough times? Or are you like that farmer that doesn't have soil of character? Then we have the one who casts their seeds in the weeds. That is, they lose focus of what's really important and let negativity take over their lives, overlooking the positive things that God is doing in their lives as well. Those kind of folks can be said to be looking at the glass half empty instead of half full. We all likely know folks like this, and possibly could be that way ourselves as well. The last one is the one that we all strive to be. They plant their seed on the good earth, hearing the good news, and living the good news, and they produced a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. A great example of good seed planters is everyone involved with our youth service project. YSP does an outstanding, an outstanding job in planting the seeds of love in good soil. Their deeds and those seeds will definitely multiply. And becoming a good seed planter is in everyone's capability, whether you believe it or not. And it doesn't have to be something as big as YSP taking over Milton, Pennsylvania. I think the problem is sometimes we expect too much of ourselves and don't give ourselves enough credit for a worthwhile harvest. It doesn't have to be big to be worthwhile. I'll share a personal story with you of someone who I think is doing an incredible job of producing an exceptional harvest. Let me explain. George, next slide, please. This is Mary Love. She is one of the coolest people that I know. To give you some background, neither Mary or I look our best in this photo, as it was taken about 6.30 in the morning on the Summit County Bike and Hike Trail while I was out running and Mary was out walking. I promised Mary that I wouldn't show this photo with too many folks, so shh. Let me tell you how Mary and I met. The Brockna family lives in Sagamore Hills. One reason we chose our development is because the Summit County Bike and Hike Trail runs right through it. Carol, my lovely bride, is an avid hiker. and Both Anastasia and Zach love riding their bikes, plus I'm a regular runner, so it's the perfect location for us. As long as I'm not traveling on business, I would like to keep a regular Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning running schedule. I'm usually on the trail around 6.30 in the morning. As we've lived in Sagamore for about 10 years, with a regular running schedule, obviously I see a lot of familiar faces. Most of the times it's just a nod in the morning along with a quick hello passing folks by. Mary and I officially met the day after the Cavs won the championship last year. I was out running the morning of the day after and Mary was out hiking as well. Well, instead of my normal nod and hi, I decided to do a little bit something different that morning because we know in Cleveland we don't win many championships. Well, when I came up to Mary, and remember this time I had no idea of her name as I never previously spoke to her, I gave her a little champions, baby fist pump. How did Mary respond? She enthusiastically threw both of her arms in there and said, Yes! Okay, with that kind of response, I just had to stop and chat. That's when I got to learn about Mary. She is a totally cool lady. Mary is very, very petite. I don't know how God fit as big as a heart as he did in Mary with as small as she is, as Mary overflows with love. Well, we got to chatting we started a friendship. Now when I see her, I always stop for a chat. We usually do a hug, too. Whether it's a real hug or an air hug depends upon upon how far I've been running when I bump into her. Let's just say if it's more than a few miles, it's an air hug for sure. You know, I learned from Mary that she's had more than her fair share of difficulties and troubles in her life, but she's also had blessings, too. I can tell you, Mary is definitely not the farmer dropping their seed on the road. Her love for God is, isn't just on the surface, but it runs deep. There is no way the evil one would pluck anything out of her heart. She believes. And she's definitely not the farmer who casts their seeds in the gravel either. She does have soil of character. Her enthusiasm for life is strong. She's in it for the long haul, accepting of both good and bad times with a kind spirit and heart. And Mary isn't a weed seeder either. Even with the difficulties in her life, she is always, always, always positive, focusing on the gifts that God gives all of us. She doesn't let the bad times strangle out the good times. Next slide, please, George. This is a photo of a gift that Mary reminded me to appreciate and be thankful to God for producing. I believe it is a photo of a honeysuckle. Recently, I ran into Mary, not literally, of course, and she said something like, John, you must stop and smell the beautiful flowers ahead. Their fragrance is terrific. Well, with that kind of introduction, I had to, and I did. And Mary was right on the mark. Their fragrance was amazing. For those familiar with the Summit County Hike and Bike Trail, and I know Craig Hotnick is, as we've stopped to chat while he was out biking. This area is officially in Walton Hills, about 100 feet north of Sagamore Road, just around the curve when heading north. The beautiful fragrance overtakes the entire area. I can smell it right now. These were produced by good seeds in good soil. I actually smiled when taking this photo when I heard God say to me, finally, John, you stopped to smell the flowers. I'm so pleased that you listened to Mary. Prior to getting to know Mary, I would have never stopped to smell the flowers. Pre-Mary, during my morning run, as a type A personality, I was usually focused on my business day ahead, totally oblivious of God's great gifts. I was probably more like the farmer who cast their seeds in the weeds. I knew the good news, of course, but I was too focused on my business challenges of the day ahead which could let God's message get strangled out. Now, post-Mary, I'm doing a better job focusing on the right things while I'm running. And this is what I love about Mary. She is producing a harvest beyond her wildest dreams. I'm so, so glad that God connected us. Mary has gotten me to appreciate the little things in life that God has created for all of our enjoyment. She has increased my faith and brightens my day each time I see her. Hopefully I do the same to her as well. She's helping me put my seeds in good soil. What about you? Are you helping someone else do the same? What's fun is Mary and I have our standard farewell. Once we're done chatting and I start to run away, I turn back and I see Mary's big smile as she knows what I'm about to ask. My standard question is always, okay Mary, What's always true? And Mary responds the same way each time as well, with an enthusiastic, God loves me and you love me too. And then we both respond with an enthusiastic, woo! Now, not everybody is a wooer, and that's okay, as you need to do what works best for you. As Anastasia said in her reading, we just all need to do something that is whatever works for you in planting the seeds of God's love. Mary is a seed who's been cast on good earth. She hears and takes in the news, sharing it, producing an incredible harvest. I am proud to say that I count myself as part of her harvest. Mary has planted her big seed of love in me, and now I'm planting her big seed of love in all of you. By doing so, we can change the world one seed at a time. How incredible is that? When I asked Mary's permission to use her in my sermon today, she graciously agreed as she wants to spread the seeds of her love, even though she wasn't too crazy with the idea of sharing our picture since we didn't quite look our best at 6.30 in the morning. But she agreed that seeing her makes it more believable, even though we have to live by faith alone in other areas. Now, we all we all have a Mary love in our lives, but do we know it? Meaning, do we just pass them by like I was doing for years or do we take time to develop a possible relationship and let God work in producing a bountiful harvest? Be that good farmer, plant your seeds in good soil and let them take root and multiply. You never know what might develop and how you can positively influence someone else in sharing God's good news. And everything, everything you produce out of that good soil will be good, regardless of how big or small. Remember the story of the little mustard seed? It's a few verses beyond today's gospel lesson. Let me read it for you. It's Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 32. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. So plant your good seeds, regardless of how small, in the good soil, and watch what grows. You'll be amazed at what you'll likely produce. It will likely be a bountiful harvest, just like God desires. Just be sure to take time and stop to smell the beautiful flowers of your results. And don't forget, even when you're having a bad day where nothing seems to be going right, always, always, always remember that God loves you and I love you too. Woo! Amen.